Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. All right, everyone, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. And I'm so excited to be joined by Susan Gallagher, who's known more recently for playing Homeless Lynn in the Netflix series Cobra Kai, as well as La Mansion Homesteader in the Disney Plus series Loki. She's now coming out in her latest project, Mary Good Enough, coming to theaters and video on demand December 19th. Susan, thanks for joining me. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So um, I want to start talking about Mary Good Enough. Um, it's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks, just in time for um, the holidays. Can you talk a little bit about the story of Mary Good Enough and what attracted you to wanting to join the project? Um, what happened is I got this random email from um, the director, Dan Kennedy, and he said, you may not remember me. This may not even be your email, but I met you in 2017 at Ripley Greer Studios in New York City at a callback. And we unfortunately didn't cast you. We made a mistake with that. But <laughs> I never forgot your performance. And I'm working on this Christmas movie with writer Caroline Keene. And there's a couple of different parts that we think you're perfect for. Um, and, you know, we would love to talk to you about it. So uh, I immediately emailed him back and I said, send me the script. So I read it and I just fell in love with it, Max. It's... Um, it's, you know, it, it, the saying is, if if you love Christmas, this movie is for you. If you hate Christmas, this movie is for you. It's a dark comedy. So, you know, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry. But Caroline King, the writer, um, wanted to, to be a, a little bit of a reverse uh, Home Alone, right? So um, rather than the child being left alone or anyone else being outside of the family lost or whatever. And I don't want to give away anything. Um, it's, it takes a little different twist on that. And um, I play the mom and it's a, uh, basically about a neurotic family at Christmas, um, a real family with um, lots of different dynamics going on and an, an ex-husband in the mix and three children and uh, Ray Levine Spielberg stars. Uh, she plays my daughter. And she does a remarkable job. And her real life husband, Sawyer Spielberg, plays her love interest. And um, they're both just wonderful. And Comfort Clinton uh, from Billions, she plays uh, one of my daughters too. And then Joel Murray, as you probably know from Mad Men, he plays the ex-husband. So it's a great cast with everyone in the whole movie is wonderful. And the crew wanted to be there. Everybody, it was a labor of love because it's a smaller budget indie film, and we we all just uh, loved every minute of it. I know I did. Um, you said that you know the film is a showcase of a real family, and I'm sure that that I assume that's as a contrast to other maybe more picturesque families that we've seen in holiday films of the past, and that there's um, more layers to the dynamic. Um, within this family and the film. Can you speak to that, that realness and that, um, I guess, more relatability that a family in Mary Good Enough might have and that might be more resident to audiences? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I love Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas yeah. movies with the happy ending. And I mean, actually, I have a Lifetime movie called The Christmas Contract that is uh, airing right now on Lifetime. But Mary Good Enough, 
is so relatable because no families are perfect. And, yeah. and, you know, we all have our um, challenges, whether it's relationships with our mother, um, you know, daughter, mother relationships can sometimes be tricky just because of the, the, uh, you know, the the bigger emotions and we have hormones and we have this and that. So sometimes those relationships can be a little more complicated than a, a mother-son relationship. So it's um it is it really touches on that, but it uses humor. Caroline uh has has given us a lot to laugh about, but then there's things to cry about because it, it is so relatable and it is so real and it's life. And life is always, you know, not always with uh, a bright Christmas bow on top. So it goes on a journey of this family. And um, I think that the the audience is going to love it. They're going to absolutely love it. And I'll be honest with you, we wrapped right before Christmas last year. And there was snow on the ground. We had had a wonderful day of shooting the fire department, we had a fire truck in the scene and the, the, the volunteer and, and hired fire firemen were there and just so supportive. The whole community mm-hmm. was so supported. And um, as they wrapped me, because I was one of the first uh, people to be wrapped, frumpy looking clothes and and put her away put carol away so um you know not not every job is like that but this one was it it really pulled on my heartstrings and i just adore the character that i was honored and given the privilege by dan kennedy and caroline king to play and I, that's a perfect segue to my next question, because I want to talk about what it was like working with this directing duo of um, Caroline Keene and Dan Kennedy, um, who I believe hadn't directed a ton before coming onto this. I know Dan was more of a DP up to this point of um, right. of, shoot, of um, um, Mary Good Enough. So can, can you talk about what it was like working with these two? It was just wonderful. And I think that's one reason it was such a great experience is that yeah. it starts at the top. And their energy was, um, oh, it was just so loving. It was open. There was um, there was just a, a, a common thread within the cast and the crew that um, loved this project and wanted to do our very best. And so that's what we tried to do. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I think Dan Kennedy had maybe a short film or some film last year that premiered at Tribeca. So um, he he's quite talented and Caroline is going to be a force to be reckoned with because she's crazy talented herself. And I think you're going to see a lot more projects coming um, from them. I don't know if they'll be together or do it on their own, but they, they worked beautifully together because Dan, he's got, you know, that technical side, um, but he's also an artist. And then Caroline, this is her baby. So um, it was very helpful. And um, there was just, you know, when you have that kind of energy and love that's, that's, that's just present, there's no, there's no stress and you can relax and try to do, you know, your, your jobs, you know, and bring some truth to these characters. And I hope I did that. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on another project of yours also coming out this month. So December definitely is a um, a busy month for um, 
projects coming out on your end. Um, and that's Fast Charlie, where you worked alongside Pierce Brosnan. It's going to be coming out, I think, next weekend, December 8th in theaters and on demand. Um, can you share a little bit about Fast Charlie and your character in the film? Sure. Wow, what a great experience. Um, we we shot in New Orleans. It's set in Mississippi. And the story is a, about a, a Southern mobster gang. And the late, great James Kahn uh, plays the the senior mobster. And some of the younger guys are trying to take him out. And Fast Charlie is, is um, trying to protect him and make things right. And it is the it is the last film that James Kahn did before he died. So it was such an honor to be part of this project. And I, I'm just in a couple of scenes. I have a smaller role, but it, you know, one of the scenes is really cool with with peers. And I don't want to give any spoilers away, but um I have a towel on my head, I'll tell you that. So okay. you're, you're <laughs> you guys can look for me coming to the door with a towel on my head. Um but in, and in a robe. Uh but uh there's a scene where we're celebrating James Kahn's uh, character's birthday and he's in a wheelchair and he's very feeble, Max. I mean, he, he, he was very feeble. Um, And so we're all gathered around singing happy birthday to his character, whose name is Stan. And I just felt, you know, I, I just felt so grateful to be there because I've always admired him and his work and, um, And he he had an attendant there who was wonderful with him. But as soon as, you know, as soon as I called action, he was seamless, absolutely seamless. And you didn't know if he was acting or if he was just carrying on because he was doing what he loved up until the very end. And that was quite inspiring. And of course, you know, to work with, you know, 007 Pierce Bronson, who is the most lovely man you'll ever meet. And such a generous actor, it, it was a blessing for me. And I'm I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to the director, Australian director, Philip Noyce, who is he's so talented and he's such a great director that it was it was almost like he was holding a master class for the regional actors and crew members that were lucky enough to be part of his movie. And it's almost like we're just trying to take notes and soak in everything that Philip Noyce was saying because he was teaching and he's so brilliant. Yeah. Gosh, I, what a great, great experience. Yeah. And it's coming out December 8th. So it, it has, it's a busy month and I'm I'm just so, so thrilled. So right. grateful. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, just surrounded by masters while working on yes. the film, whether it was Philip or Pierce or, James and I, I'm sure you know as someone who I would assume has watched and admired James's work over the decades to have shared that experience with him and what you wouldn't have known at the time but would be his final role after such an illustrious um, career to have shared in that experience with him is something I'm sure you would have never dreamed of but is something that is now um, is now the case um, to have been there with him on set and and really um, his final final days of life um weeks yes so yes it's something that you you'll never forget it's one of those experiences you're so grateful for right and it was nice too to to um work with other uh 
regional actors because I, I'm I'm based in the southeast. I mean, I've lived in Atlanta. I mean, I've lived in LA and have a place in Atlanta, but and and I'm back and forth to New York quite a bit. But I've done most of my work in the southeast. And to see, you know, other actors that I know and, and the director of stunts, Tim Bell, was there. And um, you know, it's just it's great. And and I I used to keep a, a condominium in New Orleans. I was on a show called Treme and and my daughter and and I also did NCIS New Orleans there and uh a few other um projects. So I love that market and it's a great place to film. Yeah. Um, for my last question, I do want to talk about your production company, Her Little Red Productions with, you know, um, and, you know, the sole objective of this company is to support female directors and actors in in the film space. Um, can you talk about what um, motivated you to start this production company and um, what projects we have to look forward to coming out of um, Her Little Red Productions um, in the future? Absolutely. Yeah. Back in 2014, I I was just getting so tired of waiting for my agent to call. And as, as I began to age out, and it's so funny because, you know, at first you're in this market, you're, you know, you're, you're in the, the college market, and then you're in the young mom demographic, and then you're in the um, middle-aged mom. And then you're, you know, you get stuck in that in-between middle-aged mom and grandmother you know, market. And it's like, where do I fit? And you, you, do, am I going to wait? Do I need to wait five or six years until I'm old enough to really play more of the grandmother? And I was like, no, I need to do something and get into action and for my own production company and do my own projects and stop waiting for the phone to ring and stop depending on my agent or anyone else to get me work. And I've always been a, a hustler. I, I've gotten most of my work on my own through self-submissions on Actors Access or Backstage.com or through a referral. Um, so I don't I don't sit around and wait for anybody to create or give me a career opportunities. I, I go after them and that's why I formed my own production company. And I love supporting women um, in whether it's, you know, actresses or uh, directors or filmmakers. It's a passion of mine. But I, I, I love you guys, too. Uh, there's a you know a few remarkable guys out there that I do work with, and one of them is Cullen Douglas, um, who wrote and directed a short film called Portrait of a Woman at Dawn, starring Scotty Thompson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me, a few years ago, and I've known D Cullen thirty something years. He he is originally from Florida, but he's been in um, L.A. for a long time, and we're collaborating on a project right now that is very exciting, and we hope to start filming the first of the year. Um, I think everybody's going to love it. We've worked real hard on it. We've got a great cast already on board, so stay tuned. Follow me on social media because you're not going to want to miss it, and I, I just appreciate all the support and um, you know, we've got, we've got a great female lead and another strong female character. I'm in it, um, also. And, uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Right. And then, you know, I, I'm producing some other things too with, um, that I'm not quite as hands-on with. So follow me and check it out because, um, we've got some, I'm supporting some other female filmmakers who are up and coming and, and very talented and, and wonderful women. So I hope that everybody will join us for this ride. Yeah. 
And it's it, it seems like based on what you were saying, it seems only natural that you were going to start this production company eventually in your career, given the real entrepreneurial attitude you had in seeking out opportunities for yourself in the industry and not rela- relying solely um, on your representation, but, um, you know, putting it in your own hands and, and find and seeking out opportunities. So starting this production company, which, you know, aims to provide, you know, more um, roles for um, people like yourself, you know, at this point in their career, it, it just seemed like such a natural, um, natural thing for you, I'm sure. Um, Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, well, for my very last question, would love to know, as we're about to go into 2024, any um, shows, films, or any anything that we have to look forward to from you that we have to expect? I have actually booked a couple of great roles, and one of them is playing the part of a woman with early onset Alzheimer's. Um, she has dementia, and it's based on a true story. So I'm really excited about that. It's called Rain, Rain, No More. The book is out. Um, it's doing very well. And I'm just honored to to be part of such a project that brings light to something that affects so many families and um, just honored to, to try to bring some truth to this woman's life and the things that she went through and the thing and to, to show what uh, what her family went through trying to get her the proper help and um, to be in, to make sure that she's in safe situations and that kind of thing. Um, So you can check that book out right now, rain, rain, no more. And um, I had, I had booked a couple of other jobs right before the strike hit max. Um, So we're just kind of waiting to see. So it should be a very busy 2024 you know, Cobra Kai is starting back up. So I hope that they'll remember Homeless Lynn and bring her back for one one final season, um, you know, to share some of her hilarious one-liners. Uh, Lord knows Johnny Lawrence could use some some humor in his life. There's so yeah. much drama. So maybe they'll, they'll uh, throw Lynn a burrito, right? Um, and, you know, we'll just see where... Uh, I, I, I booked another one. I forgot even about this. Um, I had done a pickleball uh, television, kind of a, it wasn't a pilot, but it was sort of a, a proof of concept um, this past year. And it's absolutely hilarious. It stars Catherine Curtin. And uh, the one of the producers from that show has cast me in his feature film. And we're supposed to shoot that in February. So we zoomed last week and had a read through with the the other cast members. And uh, I'm really excited about that. So yeah, the calendar is getting busy, but um, stay tuned and, you know, hopefully things will keep going and we'll just keep moving right along and moving forward and, and doing what I love to do. Yeah. It sounds like we're not slowing down. That's for sure. Heading into 2024. Um, well, congratulations again on what is such a um, great month for you between Fast Charlie and Mary Good Enough. And then it just seems like we'll keep on rolling into 2024 in terms of these projects you're working on. And hopefully um, the roles you had before this strike will resume sometime <laughs> in the new year. And you've got your production company where I'm sure exciting projects are in the works. So um, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, Susan. I appreciate it. 
Thank you so much, Max. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Have a- happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All of that good stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to The Hollywood Podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening.